Welcome to Being Church, a weekly online conversation hosted by ELCA Coaching Ministry with hosts Jill Beverlin, Jason O'Neill, and Tammy Devine. This episode on Worship Today, recorded on March 17, 2020, features Rev. Nathan Swinson Reinhold and Kenny Champagne from Lord of Life Lutheran Church, Fairfax, Virginia. So again, welcome to everyone. I now would like to introduce to you um, our presenters for today. Our topic today is that of worship. And we have online with us uh, Kenny Champagne. He is the Minister of Youth and Young Adult and Discipleship Ministries at Lord of Life in Fairfax, Virginia. And his colleague and partner in ministry. Um, Did Nathan make it online, Kenny? I think I saw him. Okay. All right. So (laughs) Pastor Nathan Swenson-Reinhold is also with us, and he is the senior pastor at Lord of Life in Fairfax, Virginia. So with that, I'm going to turn the the platform over to our guest presenters. Um, It's great to be with you all. Um, But like the rest of us, um, you all are probably drinking from a fire hose and figuring out how to do things that you were probably not prepared for. So um, this is is kind of the evolution of our thinking and uh, how we've been putting things together. And uh, I want to start with um, a story, and that is a snow day that we had here in the Mid-Atlantic in Northern Virginia a little bit over a year ago. And I had decided that we had decided that we were going to cancel worship and that um, I would pre-record something. And our communications person, who happens to be married to Kenny Champagne, um, who's on this call with us, said, no, you're not. You're going to do Facebook Live. And I need to tell you, I was incredibly terrified um, about about that. Um, It's one thing when you're pre-recording something, if you don't like a take, you can do it over and over and over again until you're more or less happy with with what you did. Um, I, you know, I'm okay doing jazz um, live in person with people, but doing it in front of a camera was just uh, really intimidating. But I did a little 25-minute liturgy, guitar, scripture, little reflection, things like that, 25 minutes tops. Um, we had 25, we had 2,500 views within 24 hours, um, which just blew us away. And the response was so incredibly positive. And it wasn't because I was that fantastic. Um, it just it met our people where they were, and they wanted to be connected as a worshiping community. So it was kind of a – it should have been our clue then that we should have gotten into this um, conversation a little bit more fully. We we already video broadcast um, our Sunday evening worship service. It's low-tech. at setting up a camera and connecting it to a Facebook live stream. That's all we've been doing. Um, but – but I think that I think that that experience really pushed me personally to begin to think through um, how it is we begin to think about being church in a digital age. Um, and so I I put this question out to all of you: um, What are the items in our historical toolbox that allow us to contemplate the dynamics of what I'm going to call a translocal church? I got on. This is awful. So, friends, just a reminder, if your microphones are on, to go ahead and mute them. Thank you very much. Get off the internet for a little while. 
So, so here are some of the things that I came up with. Um, big words, I know, but we're actually panentheistic as Christians. For in him we live and move and have our being. And I think that um, I, I like beginning with the big picture on this. Where, where do we come from? What are the things in our theological, ecclesiological toolbox for us to contemplate? What does it mean to be church in translocal ways? Um, I think an understanding of God as something bigger than a theistic entity helps us get there and understand um, God not only exists in relationship to us, um, we actually reside in him. And I think that that offers us opportunities to think about how it is we do church um, together differently inside of him. Number one, um, God is by definition translocal. We have a Eucharistic vision and we Lutherans are, are really good at the present access conversation. Um, Christ is in with and under the elements, but there is the dynamics of past remembrance. Um, we remember and are connected to a vision of Jesus's death and resurrection, but a la Pannenberg and some of the other theologians of the 20th century, we have this vision of future participation. The Eucharistic vision isn't just present access and past remembrance. It's also our participation in the vision of Isaiah on this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make a feast for all people. Um, and so there's a sense in which I, I'm assuming many of you teach the same thing as I've taught Eucharist to my people. One of the things I imagine them to do or I invite them to do is to imagine being connected to all the other Christians who are connected and commuting around the planet at any given time. And we're already using that imagination. I think our digital media invites us to imagine what does it mean to be church in ways that we can actually see and discern. Um, we don't just have to use our imaginations anymore. We can digital means see how this is true. Um, Pastor Nathan, this is Jenny McClellan. I'm just watching the chat box. Um, would you please give instructions on how to mute? I think we're still having that problem, um, hearing some feedback. Okay. Friends, if you will look on your visual screen, number one, a couple of things. In the top right-hand corner of the screen, you can do what I call the Brady Bunch view. Um, what you automatically come into, a default into in Zoom, is um, a view that lets the person who's speaking, they're the primary person you see, and you'll just see a string of other people either on the side or across the top. If you do the Brady Bunch view, you can actually see most of the people that are on the call, which is really, really cool. That's top right-hand corner of your your active screen what we are referring to jenny thank you for saying that um on the bottom left hand uh, of your screen is a mute button and a stop video button and if you're on this call what we need you all to do if you're not speaking is just click that mute button so that when you're talking nobody can hear what's going on in the background so if you would all do that because we're getting a lot of feedback in the background from people. I'm not sure where that's coming from. Jenny, that's all I can do. I can't do anything else. So, okay, I'm going to continue with the presentation. Is that cool? Can I get a thumbs up from people? Okay, thank you guys. So I'm going to go back to sharing my screen. Go back into this. Um... I know Lutherans aren't known, Lutheran Christians aren't known for um, our pneumatology, but we actually have a pretty robust pneumatological vision. So if it wasn't enough that we're in a panentheistic uh, reality in the church, 
we've got this thing called the Holy Spirit, which is the translocal expression of God that holds us together in our mission. So I just offer those three kind of vignettes as ways to begin to think about or push your own theology, ecclesiology, your own pneumatology, that what COVID-19 is doing is inviting the church into what it said it believes anyway, but inviting us to get our praxis, our action, um, um, to rate, to, to, to level up to what we say we believe. So I think that this is a wonderful opportunity. I'm not glad that COVID-19 is running around the planet, um, but I'm grateful that we have the opportunity to figure out how to do church in different ways. I think it's a gift. It's a hit that's a gift to us, ultimately. So our questions, um, as we went into this last weekend, I, you know, I pulled the plug on worship at the very last minute. I was still hoping we could do it and then realized that from my vantage point in my community, it would have been irresponsible. So, so Kenny and I put our heads together and basic questions we wrestled with were what tools do we have? What people do we have? And what do we already have experience with? I mean, um, understanding that we weren't ready for, you know, the full Monty on this last weekend, we had to put something together. And so Kenny can talk through the theology of that, but those are the questions that we began with and we cobbled something together that actually worked well for us. This is not a prescription for what you should be doing. I think, I think the coaching questions, the right questions for all of us are, what do you have access to? What do you already know and understand? And what can you actually do? And then you can grow into skill sets over time. But um, so what we're showing you here is not prescriptive. This is how we answered those questions. Kenny, I'm going to hand it off to you. Cool. Thanks, Nathan. Um, yeah, so like uh, Pastor Nathan was saying, um, we what, what I'm going to talk about is kind of more the technology side of things, um, but this is not necessarily, what, what we did is not going to work for everybody. Um, we, we have access to certain technologies that not everybody is going to have access to. Um, we had some infrastructure already for streaming um, purposes. Uh, and a lot of you may or may not. You may have more things. You may have fewer things. Um, also, uh, my background is in film and television production, so that kind of um, gave us a little bit of a, a extra um, help there, although my expertise is um, more in actual broadcast, not live streaming stuff, but, um, but there is some of that that has helped us uh, through this. But um, like Pastor Nathan said, it really is about... Um, figure out what, what things do you have access to? What are you able to do, especially in such short notice um, that, you know, we want to provide quality to folks, but at the same time, um, if you are shooting too far uh, ahead, then you might not be able to get anything out there. Um, and so it's just about what you can get out to folks. So um, what we ended up doing, um, we, we live streamed our worship on Sunday morning and we, uh, we have, uh, as you can see on the shared screen, these cameras called Mevo cameras. Um, we had purchased two of these about a year ago. Um, they're not too expensive. Um, they're, uh, I think, Nathan, what were they? $700, five, $600, something like about that. About 500 a piece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they can be controlled through a, a device, a phone, a iPad, um, Android devices as well, um, and they automatically sync up with your internet, and you can just stream right through them. So you don't need anything else other than the camera to do the streaming. 
um, which is, is really nice, uh, and a phone as well. Um, and you just link that to whether it be Facebook Live or YouTube or other um, streaming processes. Hey, Kenny, hold on a second. Deborah, yep. can you mute yourself, please? Perfect. Excellent. Thank you so much. Great. Um, so yeah, so you can just hook up um, those Mevos, and um, if you you can only run one Mevo at a time um, with uh, with one stream. But then, if you what we ended up doing was um, we got a a, a subscription um, to uh, through Vimeo. They have what you see on this slide. They have a service called uh, Live Stream that you can sync multiple cameras up to it. And so you can have multiple cameras going at one time. We had two Mevos going at one time. Um, I highly recommend looking into Vimeo. Um, you can get a subscription to Vimeo for free. You can get uh, an account for free there. It's a video, it's just like YouTube. It's sharing videos. Their live streaming um, seems to be really good. And the cool thing about Vimeo is um, you don't have to get any software. If you want to take it to the next level, you can purchase software that they have for live streaming. But if you just want to stream from their website um, and connect your, your Mevo camera or any other device to it, you can do that. Um, and you can link uh, YouTube, you can link to Facebook. So we were able to stream through Vimeo and um, and so that went out to Vimeo, it went to our YouTube channel and it went to Facebook Live. So we had three places and then we were actually able to take that Vimeo um, feed and we were able to embed that into our website so we could direct people to our website as well to view um, all of that stuff. So there's actually four places that people could go to view our stream um, live. And in all of those places, uh, it was also recorded and saved and so people can go back and see that stuff when, uh, after the live stream is done. Kenny, this is Jenny McClellan. A question came up since you're talking about resources. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say about um, the benefits between Vimeo YouTube and also Facebook Live and um, Zoom? Yeah, um, so there's, it all just kind of depends on what you're trying to get at. Um, Facebook Live uh, is, and again, what your resources are. Facebook Live is a really great platform if you um, just have, say, an iPhone um, or, or an Android, and you can just pull out your phone and you can just go live on Facebook and you're live streaming. Um, Facebook Live is probably the easiest um, way to go about this. Um, and and very you know user-friendly. The nice thing about Facebook is if you have a church Facebook account um, or a church Facebook page for folks who have signed up to follow your Facebook account. It will, um, if they've set their settings right, they will get notifications that um, you are live. Uh, so I know whenever Lord of Life goes live, my phone gets a notification that says Lord of Life is now live. And I can click on that and go straight into watching the video. Um, there's also the ability to, um, to communicate on that with people um, posting comments, and you can respond back to that. So that's a benefit of Facebook Live. Um, YouTube is uh, is a really stable platform. Um, people can comment there as well. Um, and But I have found that YouTube is more of a good place to kind of house final videos um, and to direct people to go because you can, you can um, archive videos really well there and organize them. So after you've recorded something, um, you can 
post stuff to YouTube, but there is a live way to do um, live streaming on YouTube as well. Um, Vimeo, um, I, again, I, like I said, I think the biggest benefit with Vimeo is that you can go through Vimeo and push things out to multiple sources. So, um, so if you have all of those channels, YouTube, um, YouTube, Facebook, all that stuff, then Vimeo is a great way to access all of those channels um, if you want to. Um, and as far as Zoom goes, um, Zoom is a great platform. As you can see, you know, we're all using it right now. Zoom is a great way to be more interactive um, if you want to invite your congregation into being able to talk back to to respond to liturgy, to sing together. Um, I have not done that type of experience, although we are all we are actually in conversation now about what that might look like um, if we become so restricted that we can't go um, leave our houses. Um, so that's going to be something we start exploring. Um, but that's uh, the beauty of, of Zoom is being able to um, see everybody's faces and to be able to actually verbally talk to one another um, and, and all that. Um, with Zoom, you don't have the um, ability to do as much production stuff as you might be able to in some of those other platforms. But again, um, you know, depending on what you're trying to accomplish, uh, Zoom can be a, a, a great platform um, for that as well. Thank you, Kenny. Yeah. I also um, see that Bill Metting's hand is up, um, so we can call on him. Yeah, Bill. Hello? Yep. Calling on Bill Metting, um, please unmute yourself. I'm sorry, I just hit the wrong button. You got you, Bill. Did you have a question, Bill? No. Oh, okay, okay. Was there another question out there? Liana? Yes, um, does... Yes. I, yeah, I don't know what the protocol is here. If you have, if you want to ask a question, what is the protocol? Go ahead and ask. <laughs> okay. Um, my question is, so I'm a choir director. My question is, uh, on Zoom, can people sing together at the same time? I know that doesn't work on uh, FaceTime. It doesn't work on um, Skype. It doesn't work on Zoom? Not well. Yeah. I think yeah. part of it's a timing thing that there can be, depending on your internet connection, there can be lag. And so when people are singing, if you're truly trying to sync up, I don't think it works out extremely well. So I, I'm a musician, and in addition to doing church music, I teach private lessons online. So that's been my experience. And, and if there was a possibility of us, singing a hymn together i wanted to know about it but it doesn't sound like you have an answer for that yet not that i've heard or experienced okay thank you mm -hmm. this is annie ladmere um i do think though you could have a musician or have a song play hi, annie. and if other people anything and if you are if people are muted you know, they'll get your live thing in the time that they're in. They can sing along from where they are, yeah. but you just don't want everybody trying to sing because it's going to be a cluster. Yeah. Yes. No, I think that that's well articulated. Because of the time lags of stuff, it's a, it's a cacophony if everybody's trying to sing together. But Annie's exactly right. If you've got music up and people have themselves muted at home and they're singing, 
that can work very, very well. And that's a really great way to say, or to get people to participate. So we don't get the benefit of hearing each other, but we can still have those experiences with our families in our homes. And, so, yeah, so Kenny, last Sunday, did you, did you have hymns? We did. Yep. We had hymns on, on our live stream. Um, and, and, you know, we didn't, we, everything was all live stream. So we didn't have, people participating other than through chats and stuff. Um, so, but, and I don't, Nathan, did we get any feedback about whether people were singing at home along with us or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We had people singing at home. Cool. Great. Yeah. So we, we didn't have easy access to words this last week. We weren't yeah. ready for that. So, you know, we did really familiar hymns like be thou my vision thing, uh, come thou found things that, most people at least know the tunes too. So we got, what we got a lot of feedback on is that people were humming along with us, um, which I'll take, you know, this next week we've got some new things in place to adjust so that we'll be able to have um, participation that way at homes, but we weren't ready this last week for that. So Jenny, what will you do questions? next week? What will you do next week that differently? Great question. Um, we've got, um, we've got it set up where we can take our, what we normally put on the screens we can put that um, onto the live stream, um, do kind of a picture-in-picture thing because of the software that we're using. So we're able to either put just the words up on the screen in the live stream um, or, or kind of have both up in there as well. Um, other ways of doing that, though, to if you don't have the technology, is to just include, like you could be putting, if you have screens, if you use those in your worship, um, you could have the screens running in the background um, of, the live shot and just move the camera onto the, the screens while um, the music is going so people can follow along. Um, there's those types of things that you can do that are more low tech that still accomplish um, that, which is something we were talking about before we knew our technology could do this. So the other thing is to print up the music, uh, the music or the words for your songs and distribute them as PDFs or word docs or whatever for people ahead of time. So people can print those things off and then they have, uh, basically a little bulletin or something in front of them and can participate that way. I have a few more questions sure. um, coming up from the chat. Um, several people have been asking about licensing um, and someone just responded that Augsburg is offering free license for print and streaming. Um, so thanks for responding to one another. That's true. Um, and one license yes. is um, has made everything uh, made, made all of their stuff um, online usable through April 15th as well. And they may end up expanding that. We made the decision this last weekend, even though we have one license in Augsburg stuff. Um, and we were just going to go with um, stuff that was um, public domain. And so, you know, you can search public domain hymns um, online and, and then you don't have any issue. May I add something to that? Uh, in researching with Augsburg Fortress, it's only what is in the ELW that they have domain over because they also have some other publishing houses where you still can't use it that's right. uh, without permission. So that's one caveat. And one license in researching that this morning, the way the instructions read for a free license, it would be for those who are subscription holders already. Right. If I'm understanding that correctly. Correct. Um, and CCLI is um, has a streaming one as well, but I didn't see any discounted pricing for that. So that's what I know. Yeah. Thank you for that. 
There's a few yes. more questions. Um, one is, is Vimeo editing, does it have um, editing capabilities or just recording? Um, I'll be honest, I don't, I'm not 100% sure of that. I haven't dug that deep into Vimeo. Do you know, Nathan? It has some Vim editing capabilities, okay. yes. But I don't know that it has that for the free, the free license. Um, you may have to purchase one of their subscriptions to get that level of service. And the next question, can you do Facebook Live without going live, recording on Facebook? No. No. You can, you uh, can um, just pre-record something, and then you can post the video to Facebook, right. um, which is another way of doing all of this, too. If, if yeah. you don't have the comfortability of doing a live stream or the, the capabilities of that, if you have a device that can record video, um, you, know, you can record everything and then just upload it into, onto Facebook, onto your page, onto your church's page. Um, that's another way of, of tackling all this and just not doing the live thing. Um, so. And it works well and it's totally legitimate. And uh, I was doing that for a long time, that kind of stuff. And quite honestly, for, for me starting out, I'm still not comfortable on this platform, but it was easier for me to do that than do the live stuff. Um, now you have access to Facebook Live. You know, when I was initially put pushing stuff out there, or Kenny and I were initially pushing stuff out there, it wasn't, you know, we didn't have access to Facebook Live. So if you can just jump in with both feet and get, you know, comfortable with the platform, I think that's a, a, a great way to go. But. Another question um, that came up, do people, or are you setting up the sanctuary or setting up your home for sacred space? to encourage people to do that? So we used our sanctuary. What we, we're, we have two, two, two um, sites. So we used the one that the lighting was better in if, and set that up for this. Um, but what we saw is that, and we're encouraging people because we're creating a, uh, um, a talking, uh, leveling up your, your worship experience at home as we do this together, what we saw is that families were already creating family altars. And so we're inviting people to take pictures of those things and send them into us so we can kind of crowdsource people's ideas. So it's a neat way for people to bring the holy, which I think for many of us in the church has been, we've imagined you got to go, go to a church building to do that. Um, it's neat to watch people bring the holy conversation into their homes and begin to see their homes in a different way. We're already starting to see a shift. So great question. Yeah. And another question, um, is it um, with licensing, can you do pre-recorded music or um, YouTube uh, music videos incorporated into your feed if it's public domain? If it's public domain, there's no issue. Yeah. But, but everything is going to be different. If it's not public domain, then it, it really depends on the legal particulars of the carrier using, the licensing body you're using. As as uh, is it Janice or Janice? As Janice Holly said, um, it's um, you know different bodies have different versions of hymns and different licenses with regards to those things. Janice, thank you. It's Janice, okay, thank you. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to butcher your name. <laughs> so, friends, I'm going to jump in for a minute. This is Jill again, and I want to invite if Nathan and Kenny are willing to put their. Um, 
their email addresses in the chat area. Um, if you potentially would be willing to continue to answer some questions, that would be great. And Nathan, can you tell me how much more time you need before we break into our small groups? Uh, nothing. I just, you know, um, we've already talked about some of the changes we're making. Another change is we did a passing of the piece at the end. And people were doing the uh, peace y'all, you know, peace be with you, um, typing that stuff in at the end. And one of the feedback things that we got was we didn't have enough time for people to do that. And so it's just been wonderful to watch how just with, with, um, with um, the interaction on that level, how wonderful that was, and that there was a community response like, uh, we need more of that, create more space for that. So we're building more space for some community interaction with fam families with each other and people online with one another in this next week's experience because we're finding that this is a really rich environment. So that's one of the changes. We're adding a children's sermon um, because our kids want a children's sermon. Um, so we're doing stuff like that. Anyway. Excellent. Um, so questions for us all. Um, right. These are the coaching questions. What research I have a question. Sure. Uh, when you talk about live streaming, are you actually having – some participants in your congregation or are, is it only the presiders and those up front? We had, we had um, three pastors. We had a pianist and we had two, um, two singers, actually basically our, our music directors. And then we had Kenny who was running um, the video pieces and we had an audio person because we were able to figure out how to feed our audio directly in. So it wasn't just passive audio and people could hear really, really well. So that was, it. Oh, and then, and then Kelly champagne, Kenny's wife was doing interaction with people online. Um, and tell us again, what platform you use, you'd use Facebook live. We use Facebook live, Vimeo, YouTube, all three. Oh, okay. We were streaming to all three, but you didn't have anyone sitting in your congregation. Nope, just us, just us, six, seven individuals working on our stuff. That was it. Thank you. Yeah, bizarre experience. I need to tell you, it's strange. So the passing of the piece at the end. Yeah. Um, how you weren't using Zoom, so how were people passing the piece? Because on Facebook Live and you can YouTube, do that. Well, at Facebook Live and YouTube, you can do comments. You can be typing at each other. I just see. Like the comments here in Zoom, you can do in this platform. So people were interacting with each other there. Great, great. Exactly. Great. So Nathan, as we are wrapping um, toward you finishing this part of your presentation, I just want to name out loud that this will not be the only time that we do this. We hope to um, offer these same topics again in the future, as well as additional ones. And I really want to capitalize on what you send about having the opportunity to connect person to person. So I invite you to take maybe two more minutes to wrap up whatever you and Kenny wanted to present. And we're gonna have an opportunity to go into smaller groups and have that more one-to-one um, -one interaction with facilitators in breakout rooms. Sure, so all, I, all, all we have to wrap up with is just some questions that I think are the, the low-hanging fruit questions that we can all wrestle with. What resources do you have access to? Um, what do you already know how to use? If you know how to use your smartphone you, and you have a Facebook account, you can do Facebook Live right now. It doesn't need to be high tech. You've got access, but just you know, name that stuff um, and start there and then build. Um, 
What are the most important things for you to learn right away? Um, and then I think um, the larger picture about pushing our beliefs and our understanding of what it means to be church, what is your belief about the action of the Holy Spirit? What is your actual belief about that? If you believe that the Spirit is everywhere, then being church together in translocal ways actually makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Um, how does your understanding of the nature of the church need to transform in this time? I think that there's really an opportunity for the church to COVID COVID-19 is going to remake the church one way or the other folks period. Um, this is our opportunity to look at this as a gift to us. It's forcing us to do stuff that we knew 10 years ago we needed to do, but we were all dealing with resistance in our congregations and refused to make the steps. Um, and now we don't have a choice here. It is. This is a gift. So how do we seize this and how do we actually we, we have a theology that supports this as Lutheran Christians. It's rich, a rich history that allows us to make this step. Let's do it together. Kenny, you got anything else? No, I think you got it all. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Jenny McClellan for um, doing this. When I go to shared screen mode, um, I can't see comments. And so it was great to have her curating those comments and questions so that Kenny and I could interact with you all. So thank you, Jenny, for doing that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm.